Here with James Grande, welcoming to the Better Baseball MLB DFS Playbook Podcast and live stream. We are recording here for Monday's seven-game main slate. James, my guy, how was your weekend, man? Very good weekend, very productive weekend. Happy to be back. Um, seven-game slate, perfect size to get the Monday work week started. Um, but yeah, man, good weekend. Same. Hopefully, the same with you and yours. As yeah, well. you, you nearly had a hole in one on Sunday. You know. I like I said within on Twitter a putter, within a, within a putter's grip it looked like you know something like that <laughs> only putt I made all day um because I literally had to not be able to see anything to not make it like if I had my blindfolded maybe then I wouldn't have made it but uh like I tweeted I'm just counting it as a whole one because it's probably not gonna get any better from there you know like that's the best it's gonna get and I'm okay with that so I'm just saying that I have a hole in one now yeah, I, I would I would honestly do the same thing. I, I would have even just made a gentleman's agreement and just kind of kicked it in and told everybody about <laughs> it. Like, no, it would have been it would have been fine. I've never I've never been that close uh to a hole in one before, as close as you were. Uh so it had to have been a, a great feeling off the tee, uh watching that ball soar towards the hole. So there was actually there was actually like kind of shade from the um from the pin. So like I knew I obviously I hit it well. Cause it How was far like, was the hole? I was like 170 yard par three, and like okay. I knew I I hit it flush. I like I knew I did. You had a five but, iron. What did we hit? No, I hit a seven iron. Okay. Um, I hit a seven iron in, and um, there was good. There's solid wind, so like I obviously had you know a little wind at my back. Sure. Hit it good. I just couldn't see because there was the shadow from the flag sure. coming in, and my uncle was like, "Oh, you're two feet from the pin." Or whatever, and I'm like, I mean, I maybe like I I can't see it, but I also could be like in the long shadow, yeah. like twenty feet. But I uh, ended up being two feet, so it was a good, it was a good Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was a good Sunday. Anytime, anytime the birds are chirping when you're out yeah. there, you know, it's all it's all that matters. So for sure, uh, good little weekend excitement there. Let's turn the page, like I said, to the seven game slate here uh, on a Monday. What do we got for Vegas totals and odds here, James? Um, the only really notable money lines are James Paxson and the Boston Red Sox minus 255, um, over the Colorado Rockies and then Tampa Bay and Zach Eflin minus 240 over Oakland. Uh, those are the only notable money line we have in terms of over-unders Boston and Colorado sit at 10. That is tied for the slate high with Philly and Arizona. That game is also at 10. Nine and a half in LA, Texas, and nine in Cincinnati um, and Kansas City. So four of the seven games with very solid implied totals. Two games, Tampa, Oakland, and Miami, Seattle have seven and a half implied run totals. So four really solid game environments for offense, two really good environments for pitching. Uh, if you look on DraftKings, they're giving you a little rain symbol here for Boston. Uh, it is supposed to rain this week a lot here in Massachusetts. Again, I live, you know, 20 minutes or so from, from Fenway here. But uh, most of that rain isn't supposed to come until later on in the evening. So uh, nothing that should be impacting unless that storm moves quicker than expected. And then, you know, it obviously lingers around a little bit longer. But most of the rain isn't expected to come until overnight. And that's going to rain for most of Tuesday. So be more concerned about Tuesday's game in Boston than I would be on Monday. So nothing too bad uh, there. Uh, James, we got seven games here. Let's go into the pitching. 
uh, and talk to me about your favorite starters on the slate. Yeah, so at the top, I do like Zach Eflin um, facing Oakland. Oakland's offense has been, you know, the worst in baseball against right-handed pitching. And outside of that zero strikeout, weird anomaly start against Toronto, uh, things have been really good for Eflin. He wins pretty much every time he touches the hill as well. Um, Eight and one. Um, Nine strikeouts twice in his last five starts. Five or more in four of his last five. Um, over 20 fantasy points a whole bunch of times. So I can get to Eflin 11K. 11K is a little scary. So if you don't want to go there, I think two guys under 10K fit fit builds perfectly. Jesus Lazardo, 9,600, get Seattle. We know Seattle has not been a great offense at all all year. Lazardo coming off a fantastic start against yeah. Kansas City um, in which he went seven innings, one run, eight strikeouts, and... He's been a strikeout machine yes. lately. Seven or more in five straight games. Um, two wins in his last three starts, excluding one poor start against San Diego. Um, but he still struck everyone out in that He's start. He's got a 28% so. strikeout on the year. Uh, 28% Monster. strikeout rate on the year. 10-5K per nine. So Monster. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, very much monster. The one thing that is kind of interesting about Luzardo um, you know, he's had a, a pretty good season. You look at his FIP and XFIP, they're right in the mid-threes. Um, batting average and balls of play against him are actually kind of high. It's 335 batting average and balls mm-hmm. in play. So, um, you know, there could be even maybe a little bit slight positive regression right. coming his way here uh, in this spot as well. And then lefties against Seattle. We've talked about them. Yep. Uh, Seattle, a 28.5% strikeout rate uh, over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching with an 098 ISO. So Thanks. no power, high strikeout rate. Uh, against left-handed pitching here over the last two weeks yeah um and 26.7 percent for the year so uh it's even worse lately but it's been bad from start to finish um and then our you know maybe the show's our our show's favorite uh recent success story james paxton continues to just pitch well outside of one start against the angels james paxton has 21 plus fantasy points in four of his five starts this year mm-hmm. and again like I've said it, what, this is like the sixth straight start, I'm going to say it. The guy is a good pitcher. He just doesn't stay healthy. Yep. He has big strikeout upside, and he's it's on display pretty much every time 0. out. 0.5K per nine. Yeah, and again, like... 33% strikeout. I mean, it is what it is kind of yep. thing with James Paxson, and, and yeah. are we expecting him to break down at some point i don't know maybe boston is and that's why they're letting him throw 106 100 and 107 pitches in three of his last four starts because they're like well might as well get as much as we can out of him before he breaks down or he's healthy and or he's very healthy and and he's feeling good i mean listen to your point um you know we like to look at fan graphs like to look at some of these underlying numbers and you know see all right this guy's due to blow up or oh this guy's doing whatever Paxton's got a 3.81 ERA. Most of that is because of that LA start, really the outlier there. Uh, his fit, 3.5. His X fit, 3.4. So, like, really good numbers there. Uh, 13% home run to fly ball rates, like a round league average. So, nothing like crazy standing out there. Um, you know, it's an elite strikeout numbers on the year. And then you're rolling over here against a Colorado team. Uh, Blake Snell just had 11 strikeouts against them on Sunday's slate. Uh, they have a 31% strikeout rate against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks. Uh, 251 Woba, a 198 average. Like, it's some 
ugly numbers against left-handed pitching for the Colorado Rockies here. So uh, Paxton may be the highest rostered pitcher on this slate. And it's interesting because you said this is a game that has the highest game total uh, on the board here as well. Probably more so due to the Red Sox offense, I would assume here against Connor Siebold than Colorado's offense going up against James Paxton. Yeah. And, you know, Colorado 29th and OPS on the year against lefties. Something you and I have pointed out a bunch. They've hit righties just better all year. Yeah, they lost Blackman too. One of their better line. Hey, even though he's the lefty, but he's actually hitting the ball pretty well um, on the IL now. Yeah. um, I think, uh, I think Paxton Lazardo pull away from the field in terms of ownership because after the top tier, there's, it's very bleak. Yeah. It it drops off quick. Um, I'll, I'll throw just sort of an obligatory, mentioned for Logan Webb just because you know I talked about this uh, I want to say on the last show um, for one reason or another some of the numbers for uh, St. Louis on the year against right-handed uh, pitching hadn't been uh, too stellar yeah, they're, um, bad. they're bad yeah so I, I think there could be a path here for Webb um, you know to to potentially be a little bit of a sneaky play so uh, just something to kind of keep in mind. Again, the numbers are, are actually trending up a little bit for them. Um, but, you know, there's a time where they were pretty susceptible against righties here. So, uh, and Logan Webb's been pretty good. So if you want to be a contrarian spend up, I think Webb's going to go the lowest um, outside of maybe Bryce Miller. But I think Webb of the top guys we mentioned, Eflin, Luzardo, Paxson, will be the lowest rostered. I could see Bryce Miller just getting some ownership because Miami's offense still is – Pretty bad against righties. They are uh, okay. They are actually ranking no. So that's you were right on the lefty front. Um, yeah. So they're good against lefties. They are in terms of OPS against righties. They're twenty second. So I could see Bryce Miller in a game with a seven and a half implied total with the twenty second ranked offense in terms of OPS getting some ownership. And like you said. Uh, Bryce Miller beat up on bad teams and got shelled by two good teams in a row. I I guess Miami falls in the middle, so maybe he'll just sure. have an okay outing, you know? Yep. Yeah, a lot of power. They have guys that have a lot of power, obviously, but it, that translates more so to the um, to the, against lefties uh, than than righties here. But he's been, you know, we'll see where his confidence is. But the seven and a half total is definitely going to scream out. Yep. That's why I think more people go to Luzardo in that fact than they do. Um, Probably Miller here, if I had to guess. Do we know who's a favorite in that game? Did you say who's the favorite in that game? Um, I didn't. Uh, it is go back to the money line. Uh, Miller and the Mariners are minus one thirty-five. That's one thirty-five. Interesting. All right. Well, that may actually put people on Miller for tomorrow then. So, uh, or tonight rather. So when we get the roster ship report out, be very interested to see what Bryce Miller's. Uh, right. Uh, roster ship will be there. I mean, a 10k. I don't really want to pay the 10k there. No, I don't either. I would um, rather we could save money on two guys that I think are infinitely better. Yeah, let's go. Let's go value tier. Um, I'll throw Dane Dunning out at $6,100. Again, the guy just you know, ground ball machine, right? And he's been very good at limiting damage. He doesn't have the most upside, but when he gets a win, if he doesn't give up a lot of runs, he can flirt with that. 17 to 20 fantasy point range. Yep. Um, you know, and, and at $6,100, you can kind of live with that. So uh, I think Dunning as a value dart tonight is, is of the, of the guys that are down here is probably one of the better options. 
Yeah, I mean, there's just not a lot. I think uh, there's just going to be a lot of people taking shots on guys um, if you're not just double spending up. That's why I also, I'm going to suggest Luke Weaver as my value play. And it's not encouraging. It's not amazing. But 627 ERA, 422 XFIP, 326 BABIP. Um, Just he's a little unlucky. 403 Sierra, like... Things for Luke Weaver could definitely be a little better. Now the fly ball rate's not great. Yeah, the twenty percent home run to fly ball, nineteen percent not home great. Run to fly ball rate, not but great. like Kansas City's offense is still, they still rank amongst the league's worst against right-handed pitching. They're twenty eighth in OPS. Um, they have a twenty four point eight percent strikeout rate this year. Um, that's fifth highest in baseball. 146 ISO as a team that's currently ranking 21st. So they don't even have like the home run ball to like really fall back on against righty. So um, I kind of like Luke Weaver 7,500 in like this mid tier range. Um, He's got a 360 XFIP on the road this year. If you're looking for any. I mean, there's anything. just nothing, dude. Like, I. I, I can't even make really much of a case for anybody else. No, I was like, I mean, there was a time where you could throw against lefties against the Giants, right? Libertori's there, but they're there. As we talked about before, they're on their way up. They're getting healthier. The guys that were hitting lefties last year, but soldered off ice cold against them are now starting to come around against lefties like we expected them to. So like those numbers uh, are coming up. Um, I mean, I know Tommy Henry's gross, but we talk about this with Philly you know, they're a, they're a lefty, heavy – their talent generally comes from the left side of the plate. He doesn't strike anybody out. You know, it's not – it's definitely not good. I know, but, like, I don't know. He I struck out know, a lot. Like, I said this before, right? And this was against the, the Rockies start where, where we played him. He struck out a lot of guys in the minors, and then he faced the Rockies who were just terrible against lefties, and he shut them down. Um, Again, not – guaranteeing that that's the outcome <laughs> right by any sense of the imagination like Philly getting like, bone Philly getting bone back obviously helps them because yeah. bone's been good against lefties yep yep for sure um you know but i do think arizona's offense has been pretty decent lately. they have been like, they have you know does that give them any better win equity here <laughs> Um, so the last what is this? So this is for the season. For the season, Philly has a 25.5% strikeout rate against lefties. It's the seventh most. Uh, they do hit for power a 181 ISO, but a, just a 308 Woba, 22nd in the league in Woba against left-handed pitching this year. Uh 244 batting average. Uh sorry, 241 batting average is 22nd. They do hit for power because Kyle Schwarber's like all just hammers homers yeah. against lefties. I mean so that's Sixth highest ISO against lefties, but I I know we're we're all I mean me we both just suggested Luke Weaver, Dane Dunning, and Tommy Henry. Last two weeks, like, last two weeks, Philly thirty point two percent strikeout rate against big. left-handed pitching. So. Maybe maybe we get to Henry. I just don't know if he can even capitalize on that. Because <laughs> listen, I I agree with you. Right? <laughs> I'm not well, sure. If I he mean, can. okay, so here it is. Like we're we're talking about it. He literally just faced them two weeks ago. In Philadelphia, five and two thirds to earn seven strikeouts. Yeah, uh, five strikeouts, rather. Pretty good start. Right? 19 fantasy points, got the win. Like, give me this line again at 6,200. And we're, we're same price, 6,200 bucks. Give me this line again. 
and we're, we're champions, right? Like, I, here's the thing though. Like, I can also just look at Tommy Henry. Uh, I guess not because one was in course. I was just compare like his rocky start because one, but one was in course, so it does, it's not valid. Yeah, I mean San Francisco, he gave up two runs, six and two thirds, and got got the loss in that game. I mean, if that if better better offensive luck there and uh, fantasy points for him again, it's if you're playing multiple lineups, if you're playing uh, yeah. multiple lineups, multiple lineups. I think Tommy Henry is a deep tournament value play. Because he's got more strikeout potential than Dane Dunning does. Yeah, Dane Dunning's just not missing bats. No strikeout. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what happened to that guy. He's not missing yeah. bats. Um, so anyway, so that's our look at at pitching here again. James and I will be back live at five o'clock Eastern. Uh, any lineup updates, lineup notes? Maybe maybe guys are out of that Phillies lineup right. that makes it a little bit more appealing. We can maybe Otani gets an off day or somebody gets an off day and Dunning becomes more appealing. But you liked Weaver, um, and, and I think that there's a case to be made for. Henry or Dunning, but you really got to like cherry pick the right. <laughs> yes. Like yes. You really, really do to make that, to make the case for that. Um, all right, let's go to our favorite infielders here uh, for the slate. I, I'm just going to cheat. I'm going to throw a blanket statement out and say, give me the Rays infield. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, anybody. Caprillion is dust. Yeah. Caprillion is dust. Uh, maybe not Tyler walls. Um uh, Taylor Walls, rather, he only hits lefties. Um, <laughs> but like he may not even be in the lineup, but everybody right. else, uh, I am in <laughs> on for Tampa Bay and their lineup, whether it is Yandy Diaz, Wander Franco, uh, Harold Ramirez, I think, has first base, or do they take that away from him finally? He only has outfield, well, well, yeah, whatever. I'll take anybody that's in the <laughs> anybody that's in the infield. Uh, Luke Rayleigh has first base outfield eligibility. Uh, Isaac Paredes. Yeah, Isaac Paredes. Exactly. Just give me anybody that's starting in the infield for <laughs> for Tampa Bay here. Um, yeah, that's love that out of you, John. Yeah, I mean that's you know that's a lot of guys, but like that's they're but all. You're in not, the I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be wanting to stack Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's so, like that is you just saying I want to play Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Because why? Because why not? They're they're the best team in baseball against right-handed pitching. I don't care that Caprillion nearly no hit Astros. You know, like there's, yeah, no, no, he's 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 a he's a trash guy. Oh, oh, it's a long reliever. That's big sad. Or maybe yeah. not. Uh, Dylan Covey is an absolute gas can. By the he's, way, so. I don't know. We'll see if this is going to even happen. This, this has happened. Long reliever. <sighs> yeah, but we've seen this song and dance, right? We've seen like. This listed, we can look it up, but um, yeah, I guess I see. Um, yeah, someone tweeted, uh, <laughs> this was the latest tweet about Dylan Covey. Today is setting up for tomorrow to feature multiple innings from Dylan Covey after 11 p.m., a true sicko's evening on deck. Yeah, that sounds uh, pretty correct. Made a lot of money back when I wasn't able to gamble legally uh, on betting over on Dylan Covey nights because he, when he was at the White Sox, because he is just yeah very bad. Yep, uh, very very bad. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see if he's actually going to be the long guy. I, it seems like he's going to, but we've seen this happen with um, DraftKings a couple times. Um, if he is, then, you know, we're obviously 
all in on Phil or on uh, on Philadelphia or on Arizona rather. Arizona, I mean, like we we kind of semi sort of like some Arizona anyways. We'll get to that. Yeah, Philadelphia like is very bad. Yeah, I mean, so. Strom is he's pitched like okay, but he got sh- absolutely shellacked in his last. Yeah. He he is they've really just absolutely gone from like. I don't know why they pulled him from the rotation. He had 11 strikeouts in that game against Colorado. Then he pitched a shutout against Seattle. And then they're like, all right, like you're back to the bullpen now. Well, it's because he doesn't like people drinking beer in stadiums. <laughs> is that is that the case? Really? <laughs> I mean, that was a comment that he made. Uh, okay. like, I know he's really big into card collecting. So, um, yeah. Well, shout more out to fun, him. More fun facts about Matt Strom. So. Sh- shout out to Matt Strom and all his fun facts. Um, I will also go on the top play infield side. Uh, Ellie De La Cruz, shortstop, third baseman, yeah. elite spot. I, you and I both have him listed here. Hits in um, every game so far as a pro. He's been Three amazing. Three bags in six games, you know, like. He's just faster than, he runs like a gosh dang uh, gazelle. And maybe, like, and maybe he, dude, James' fantasy team for $600. In Fab. Maybe, we'll see. I mean, officially, Fab has locked in FSGA, so we'll see. When, uh, when, does, yeah. it, when does it reveal? Uh, sometime overnight. Uh, okay. we, we won't. We won't know until so tomorrow uh, morning when you wake up. Tomorrow morning, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Josh Jung gets a left-handed pitcher, and we know Josh Jung has been quite good against lefties this year. Three thirty-three average, five home runs, four thirty-nine. I mean, the Rangers beat up on McClanahan today, so like they just score on. Dude, everything. they are amazing. That I don't. I don't know if I think losing Jacob Degrom is going to hurt them. Real like moving forward um but we'll, we'll see. not not counting today i don't think but last 14 days 391 woba 210 iso 904 ops 520 slug this is as a team average. this is a team as a team you said 391 woba as 391 a team, woba as a team <laughs> against left-handed pitching a 210 iso 520 slug 904 ops 311 average a 10 and a half percent walk rate just a 16 percent strikeout rate Righties um, against Tyler Anderson this year, 295 average, 870 OPS, 372. Well, but lefties, I mean, Corey Seager's raking lefties too if you yeah. want to play him, but 335 Woba allowed by Anderson to lefties. Well. On the season, they're equally as good too. Third highest Woba against lefties, 365, <laughs> but a, a 175 ISO. Um, Tampa Bay just hits everybody. I was going to so. say, they, Tampa Bay just got out to such a fast start. Like Texas is just playing catch up there. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So Rangers very much in play. Uh, and then I'll throw Devers in, out there uh, as a top option as well. And I'll transition that into my value infield. Uh, Tristan Casas, I've been, I mean, I feel like you every stream I mentioned Screaming it from the rooftops. Um, like eventually I feel like he's going to start coming around and maybe he is. Last 10 games, 267 average, 921 OPS, a 500 slug. He's got a homer, a triple and two doubles. You know, like all of his stat cast metrics for hard hit and contact rates are ridiculous. He was just striking out a ton. He's still striking out a ton. Uh, But at least now when he's putting the bat on the ball, he had like a 170 batting average of balls in play while having a 90 percentile like X contact. Like, you know, it didn't make any sense. So at least now when he's hitting the ball, he's getting hits. So uh, I like Casas here at 2,800 as a value on the slate. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I think he's been awesome, and I think both you and I like two Diamondbacks third baseman yes. here. Depending on who's in the lineup, Arizona's lineup is wild on a day to day basis. But Emmanuel Rivera and Evan Longoria both hit lefties extremely well. 
Um, Strom and Covey you probably both. want to lean Rivera then. I would, I would lean Rivera. Covey's coming in at some point, right? Because Longo against righties is not existing. He just does not hit them well. So. Yeah. Yep. I would lean Rivera. 383, um, 383 average against lefties. Um, I wonder what is that. Let's see what his average is against righties. Rivera hitting 327 against Rivera. I'm saying that's why uh, I, I think we would prefer Rivera in this spot. Yep. Unless Longo gets to Strom within the first maybe two innings. Two at bats. Yeah. yeah, two, you know, maybe, but um, Rivera at least can hit from both sides of the plate. Not a lot of power from Rivera, but he also hits, he tends to hit up in that lineup t- sometimes Dude, too. He hit third and fifth the last two times they faced yeah. a lefty. Yeah, so a good spot for him there. And there was no Lourdes, I think. I don't think in those games. So Lourdes played yes, on, yes, yeah, sir. and Rare hit fifth, and okay. then Lourdes hit third and hit the home run uh, because Shocker, he's good and you should play him. Sure, I agree. Um, I agree and then I, I like Ezekiel Duran as my uh, okay. as my other value play. All right, let's get to the outfield here. We got a couple minutes left. We'll make a lineup as well here at the end. Um, top outfielders for you in this one. Um, I do, I'm going to split the difference with you. I'm going to go with, um, Nick Castellanos is my favorite outfielder. He's hit lefties extremely well this year. Um, and he's hitting 436 with a 1200 OPS over his last 10 games. So he's going to be my top outfielder, Josh Lowe. I know Josh Lowe is struggling a little bit. Um, but lefties against James Caprillion has been his, um, Achilles heel. So Josh Lowe, Nick, Nick Castellanos, my two favorite outfielders on the slate. Okay, yeah, that's that's fine. I, I mean, I, I think you go again. Red Sox outfield's all in play. Duvall's back um, in the lineup. 369 Woba allowed to right-handed hitters by Connor Stiebel, the 500 slug uh, against. So uh, Duvall, Yoshida, Verdugo, all of Duran, whoever's in the lineup there, I think is great. And then Corbin Carroll, absolute stallion uh, for sure uh, up there as a top outfield. Then for values, like some guys that you and I definitely agree on here, TJ Friedel leading off against Greinke. Uh, I think we're in on uh, if Benson's in the lineup. I think there's sure. some in, there's some potential there. Good power, uh, really cheap. And then I like Luke Rayleigh tonight a lot again. Hey, Rays, big shocker. Uh, Luke Rayleigh for the power. Yeah, and I'll just add um, Austin Slater from San Francisco. He's hit really well since coming off the IL, and he's been a notorious lefty guy, lefty masher. Might even lead off for San Francisco. Here. Okay. Uh, and I'll just run down my my Impemba's imprints. You give me your Grande's gems, and we'll make a lineup quickly here for the folks. Okay. I got home run call Luke Rayleigh. My top stack is going to be the Rays and Red Sox. Contrarian stack, I'm going to list Reds. We'll see what the what the uh, ownership looks like there, but I'm going to go Reds. My start of the night will be Devers, and my value play will go back to Rayleigh since I think he's home run. Uh, my home run call is going to be Josh Lowe. We're going to stay with Tampa as my top stack as well. My contrarian stack is going to be San Francisco. We talked about their numbers being – uh, better against lefties of late. Star of the night, Wander Franco, and my value play of the night is going to be the aforementioned Austin Slater. Okay, I'm just throwing a lineup here. Do you, who do you have for a catcher tonight? Probably Moreno. Okay. Probably Moreno, yeah. 31, or Patrick Bailey. Um, he's hit lefties really well, or Connor Wong, who's hit righties really well. I would go yeah. any of those three guys in the value tier. We'll go, we'll go Moreno first. What's our what's our second baseman here on the slate? Second baseman. I don't well, see, love see, this position. Marte? Was plug Marte? Probably Marte. Um, yeah, Marte's fine. Casey Schmidt. Does he kill Duran at short? 3,200. I got Elliott third. 
Yeah, we could play Duran, unless we wanted to play Wander at 56 and then play Ezekiel Duran in the outfield. Sure, let's do that. That works. Give me your outfield. Um, Benson, Ezekiel Duran, and then what do we have for price left? Um, $3,800. DJ um, yeah. Friedel, $3,700. Love it. All right, guys, there's an example lineup for everybody. James and I will be back live at 5 o'clock Eastern. We'll also be in the Discord all day long, so make sure you check it out there. If you're not yet a member of the Fantasy Arm family, fantasyarm.com slash slash all pro, promo code MLB50 will save you 50% off the first six months there. You get access to all of our premium content and access to our premium Discord there as well. Again, James and I will be back at 5 o'clock Eastern right here on the Better Sports Network and Fantasy Alarm social channels. We'll talk to you then.